It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the boy. Welcome in. Hour two of the show off and running. I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team. Staying connected to you around here because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire. Customer inspired. Bill is here. You're here. Grab a chair. Pull up to the table. Have a seat here. We'll chew it up and spit it out. Lots to talk about. Mark Emmert stepping down. It's going to take him a year. I don't know what they're going to pay him for a year to do. He's not doing anything now. But that's not. You, nobody cares about my opinion about that. But baseball may be getting scholarships it has never had before. That'd be good. So plenty to get into, and I'll even pour you a cup of hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Go to highpointroasters.com. Get yours there. That's where I get mine. I drink uh, – a lot of people would say, Matt, you drink too much coffee, to which I would respond, that's not possible. We have a special guest here. She is the homecoming queen. Hey. <laughs> She's about tired of all this. I'm not special guest. I'm just a friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Okay, not special guest. All right. Yeah, you and Sorry. Bill. I'm a friend of yours. Well, welcome back. You've been very busy, so we've been we hadn't had you on in many They're going many days. To, to pay this man for a year? Yeah. To quit? Yeah, uh, Annie. So Mark Emmert. I know everything seems really deep on your show today. <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah. You're getting the uh, heavy stuff. Wow. Serious. I, I, it's 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 uh, it's big. It's important. Eh? That's right. Yeah, it's not like uh, gloomy. Right. It's no, just, I didn't was, mean that. Right. I just, just think it's very important. Yeah. Uh, Mark Emmert stepping down, and yes, to retire as the NCAA's president, and it's said that he's he said, okay, I'm stepping away in June of 2023. Mm. So not this June, but the next. And you got all this stuff going on, Annie. And my thing is, all right, I need to be careful. I need to be real here because if Mark Emmert, the individual, were standing here in this room, I need to talk the same way I would I need to talk the same way now as I would then. That's just reality. Okay. And I don't know him personally, so there's not some emotional connection. But my thing is this, Annie. Somebody's going to tell you, okay, I'm going to step out of this role in over a year. That's a bit much. And they're paying him $3 million a year. Of course, it's not like they don't have $3 million laying around in a seat cushion somewhere. That's the NCAA for you. But meanwhile, all this important stuff's going on, and he's doing nothing. Greg Sankey's running the most important committee, the Transformation Committee. Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, the most powerful conference, effectively is running college sports right now. What's the point in him hanging around for another, what is it, 14 months? Yeah, that, that seems kind of odd. Yeah. And I'm just saying, who okay. puts, who says that? A, and I'll be gone. Well, but I'll be, and I'll be here a year. Yeah, I'm not going to say which, but I left a job one time many years ago, and I went and told the uh, person I was leaving this many, many, many years ago. And it was, it was fine, you know. I was leaving for another opportunity, and I said something like, "And look, you know, I've got some time. I, I'm plenty willing to, 
you know, if I need to, until you either find a replacement or if it's three months, four months, I can continue it on out if I need to for that amount of time. And he said, nah, we'll just go ahead and transition you on out right <laughs> Let's now. Just go! Cut, cut the go! cord. Yeah. And then looking back on it, that's probably the best thing in most cases. Matt, we're all replaceable. Right. And when and we this, start thinking that we aren't, that that's the problem. And he was like, this guy's walked in and told me he's out. He's leaving. I ain't going to continue to pay him. <laughs> and then we'll either find a replacement and pay them or we won't. But I'm not going to keep paying him just knowing he's leaving in five months. Or Right. Just go ahead and get on out. <laughs> just go. Yeah. Thank you and go. And so. Go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Uh, Annie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss won the Governor's Cup baseball game last night. I know. I was pretty uh, impressed with that. Five to two they win. It was a low scoring deal. Uh, Walt texted the show and he said, hey, Matt. A different take and a class move with a play in the Governor's Cup game last night. Mm-hmm. Logan Tanner, he plays for State, right. hits a shot to the outfield late in the game. Ole Miss outfielder makes a great catch on it. Tanner tips his helmet to the fielder. Walt says, I'm a diehard rebel, uh, but I'm a fan of Logan Tanner from now on. Oh, that's nice. One little deal. Hey, nice catch. Yeah, good catch. Down. Baseball has some of that sometimes. Yeah, I've seen friends on social media that all went to that game. Wish I, I wish we lived closer and could go. I do too. Seven thousand nine hundred and twenty people yeah, at that that's game. A good last crowd. Um, the weather was good. B- perfect weather, mm-hmm. and and it's the park where the Mississippi Braves play. Yeah, and you I'm love that. You, if you we lived, love that. I love it. If we lived closer to there, I would have season tickets for the Braves, Mississippi Braves. To heck with the Atlanta Braves. I would just go to the Mississippi Braves games. <laughs> Now you can get those for me, and I'll just tell you what the game was. There you go. Nah. Bill can huh? send in huh? pictures. Come on. Come on, I'll send you what? pictures. I can stream What's it. the guy, everybody? Was it Freeman that left the Braves? Freddie, Freddie Freeman. Freddie okay, Freeman. so. We don't speak his name anymore. <laughs> well, Bill, a really Stop funny it. a really funny thing, a week or two, I don't know when it was, I was working the book fair at Mary Liddy School, and all of the boys in her class were buying, you can buy posters and so they're buying sports posters and Atlanta Braves posters. And I was like, so are you all Braves fans? I'm like, yeah. And I was, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we are. And I'm like, what about that Freeman that left? And, and every one of those little boys just put their head down. One of them stomped. He goes, yeah, can't believe it. <laughs> Don't make those little boys cry. And he broke all their I hearts. I mean, he broke, I thought, from a 9- and 10-year-old little boy's perspective, they are brokenhearted. And it's not These like. poor kids. It's not like he went. To some lovable team somewhere, the Cubs or, you know, even the Red Sox. Dodgers. He went to the Dodgers. Well, one of them was like, he's he's gone to the Dodgers. And I'm like, yo, that's okay. And they said, no. No, it's not okay. One of them walked off. I've been checking to see if they've taken him off the wall out here at at the Mississippi Braves. Oh. They had a big. they got a big collage out there. It's got all the players. Maybe it's once a Brave, always a Brave. He's on there. Maybe. Uh, Yeah. And then one the thing is the Braves won the World Series with him last year, which is a huge deal. Yeah. And then they couldn't get well, a deal. They went and cast in. And um, I'm kind of surprised. So Mississippi State's reigning champions and Ole Miss beat them. Uh, well, they split. See, State won two out of three in Oxford this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's even now? Yeah, so the season series, it's two games to two now. Well, that's um, good. Nah. It's good for Well, it, here's a problem. And I mentioned this earlier in the first hour. Southern Miss is the fourth-ranked team in the country. Yeah, that's who we really need to be talking okay, about. Okay, this is their year. They're I mean, not. wow. They're having a different conversation in Hattiesburg hey, than the rest of us. they're going to the top. 
They're going to the top. Whereas <laughs> we're next week. Oh, we, Ole Miss and uh, State. Oh. We're having a conversation collectively that we don't have very often in the state of Mississippi this time of year, and that is, are we even going to be in the NCAA tournament? Mm. You know, every year this time of year, we're watching the RPI and the rankings because we want to see if we're going to host. Are we going to be in the top sixteen to host? In the post, we just want to be in. Now we're just hoping to get in. Neither are going to host postseason baseball. That's what we already know. State and Ole Miss, they're out. That's shocking. It's just a matter of even get. There's a. It's that right is now. Shocking. It's fifty fifty that they're even in the postseason tournament. Mm-hmm. They've got ground to make up. In fact, one of the projections that came out today had Southern Miss as the number six overall like national seed hosting. They had State, one of the first four teams out of the tournament, mm. and they had Ole Miss out altogether. So it shows you, like, both have lots of ground to make up. They can do it. Well, and you compare it to last year. You really can't. Like, what am I, last what are we going to do? so good. I mean, you just can't compare. <laughs> I'm not going to have anything to do. <laughs> I can't compare. It's starting the first week of June. Matt, I don't know that you're going to have any more trips to see the <laughs> Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Let's just load up and go. Good thing well, you went. Southern goes, you can go see this. Yeah, you can go watch Southern. Hey, I'm to just, the top. I'm just calling it right now. I'm putting it out there. Uh, this is the first that the homecoming queen will have heard me say this. So whatever reaction she has is real. If Southern Miss makes it to Omaha, one of the eight teams in Omaha, I want to go. Well, okay. She gave you permission. <laughs> you should take uh, Robert St. John with you. Yeah, I should. He's there a Hattiesburg guy. I'm well, sure he knows where to eat. What is it? Hattis- Hattiesburgian? Hattiesburgian, yeah. Or is it Hattiesburgen? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds too German, doesn't it? Because being mm-hmm. from Vicksburg, I always thought, is it Vicksburger? Are you a Vicksburger? A Vicksburger. Yeah. Vicksburgian. <gasps> oh, my mom just told me about an hour ago. She was on the phone with me, and she goes, I've got to go. I've got to go. I'm looking at these this camera crew. Hallmark is in Vicksburg shooting a movie. Really? Mm. We have been to Vicksburg how many weekends? Yeah, four in a row. And we miss it. What are they? Where? I don't know. Where in Vicksburg? Uh, she, downtown. Where downtown, though? It, was, it was near um, this restaurant she was going to, and so... I said, what do you mean? We've come down there how many weekends in a row because we've had stuff going on, and you didn't even tell me Hallmark was here. Dream come true. I, I mean, We just had uh, two movies filmed in Clinton, one from Lifetime and one wow. from Hallmark just recently. That's so much fun. Hallmark is really hey, – Hallmark a, likes Mississippi. How about that? If it's a Lifetime movie, Bill, let Don't, me ask you this. That's scary. Is, is the bad husband being killed in Clinton <laughs> or somewhere else? I don't know. Because that's Lifetime for him. They were here back when it was real cold. What um, I used to watch. It has to have something to do with what they're doing in Natchez. It might be. I don't know. And then Bruce Willis was here not filming not long ago too. You know, he filmed a movie in downtown Jackson. Wow. You know, he's sick now. Did you see yeah. that, Bill? Yeah, he was sick then. They say that they were adding the feeding lines and stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, what is it called? It's called um, aphasia. Yeah, okay. I saw. I read that? about that. Malaysia. It's, it's called Malaysia. It's really sad. He has malaise. He has malaise. No, I'm talking about the disease that he has. Yeah, malaise. In real life. Yeah. They call it malaise, where you, you're, you know. Where you feel that means you're feeling tired. No. Right? You, you can't think. You can't think like you normally do. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I don't all know. The, yeah. That may be what the. I don't know. All well, the this detail. is what we do know. Not to be the bearer of bad news. I'm just stating facts. Something is going to get all of us. Oh yeah. Well. Okay, and I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at it. But it ain't like 
we ain't all going to be in the same boat. Says right. that he was diagnosed with aphasia, aphasia. a neurological disorder. Yeah, which causes the malaise And is stepping away from acting. Yeah. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. But he was here, and uh, they were... Sh- there were shootouts and all kinds of stuff going on okay. downtown Jackson. JPD was their cars were involved, and but they were shooting right around the. Oh, and they were country. also shooting a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah. were shooting a movie. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. that's what's so weird. That usually goes on, and they're, now they're shooting a movie. <laughs> I was about to say, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> just a minute. Yeah, they were right there by the governor's mansion doing a bunch of the filming. Okay, mm-hmm. well that's yeah. fun. I think it comes out at the end of this year sometime. Yeah. Okay, uh, I want to. I'm, I'm I'm switching the subject just slightly back over to Anna Beth real quick because yeah, um, well she is there. This is a big week here, here in our house. Bill, uh, our daughter is in Shrek the Musical. Yeah, he was telling me that. Yesterday. And honestly, we've already done two shows this week, and we're exhausted. The and sponsor got, shows, and we've got go? like oh, one, two, She's three, four, Fiona, five, six, right? like six or seven more shows this week. She's so excited. Mm. She wishes that she could do this show every week. The directors are so sweet. The cast mm-hmm. is great. But it does take a toll on you right. when you step back. <laughs> well, because we are, an, except for you, we're an early-to-bed family. I'm early-to-bed. Yeah. Mary Liddy is early-to-bed, early-rise. Well, it's being a, in this play, for her, she's not even walking out of the theater yeah. until 10, 10, 10 15, yeah. 10, 30. <laughs> so it's got the schedule off. That's one thing. But a lot of people download this show. And mm-hmm. listen to it on demand after it's been on the radio. After it's been on, yeah. They uh, the numbers are over the last year. The numbers of people downloading this radio show on, via podcast on like iTunes podcast, it's just the Matt Wyatt show on, and it's split up into first hour and second hour every day, and it goes and they can down. The number of downloads has just skyrocketed. I've, well, it's you, been amazing. Well, have you thanked yeah. people Dude, for like, doing I've that? I've been with the show for like what over a year now. Yeah, that must be what. It yeah, is. it's you, Bill. It's Bill. <laughs> Have you thanked, thank you very much? Have you thanked people, Matt, for doing that? Well, thank you for downloading the show. Thank well, you for downloading the show. But I will say, um, a lot of people here in North Mississippi mm-hmm. and in Tupelo, I got some friends and stuff, and they'll tell me, "Yeah, I listen to your show every day. I just download the podcast." So I'm, right. I'm starting to hear that a lot. Yeah. You know? yeah, I hear that a, a good bit. So, to those who you may want to attend Shrek the Musical. <laughs> Please do. A couple of the shows are already sold out. It's going to be, it's an amazing show. Yeah, it happens at the Lyric Theater in downtown Tupelo. It's a really cool old place. Yeah, it's a neat theater. But I I don't know if you want me to tell them this or not. Matt, I know where this is going. In fact, Bill, before he even started talking about this, I knew it was not going to be about Mary Liddy, which is what it should be about. It is about Mary Liddy. She's the one with all the talent and and having fun none of this practicing, would be, but Matt insists <laughs> on wrapping around to me. None, none of this would be happening if not for Mary Liddy. But However, one of the things happening is if you go to Shrek the Musical, not to give too much away, but there is a giant, massive dragon. Yeah. That comes well, out on the stage. The and dragon, are, you know, falls in love with the donkey. And there are people right. that are operating this huge, I don't even know what you call it, this dragon. It's unbelievable how neat it is. The eyes light up and all these different things. Well, it takes four people to operate this big mechanical dragon. <laughs> the fourth one. The shortest one. That has to be the shortest one because they're operating the tail of the dragon. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> You won't notice it because they're all dressed in black and they have their faces kind of covered. And that's 
the homecoming queen. <laughs> Annabeth right. is the tail of, of the, the dragon. dragon. Bill, and it is the best thing I've ever seen. It's my theatrical debut here in Tupelo. <laughs> Hey, no. I was a I was a tail of a dragon. Hey, and Bill, you know, I, I get on I get on Matt's show. I, I used to anchor the news for seven or eight years, but this <laughs> this is it. This, this is, is the this deal. is it. This is it. It's gonna get me in. The and here's this how is, it happens. Here's I might how it happens. be. I might win an award. So, like Mary Liddy is one of three children in this play. One of two little girls, and the one she was in for Tupelo Community Theater back at Christmas, she was the only child. Well, the other girl's a teenager. She's a little older, but yeah, still, she's wonderful. You know, Mary Lee's the youngest girl. It's mostly adults. So Annabeth has been there with her at pretty much every practice. I've only sat in on a couple to fill in for Annabeth. Annabeth goes and she's there. And what happens is, and I've noticed, Annabeth, this happens to you in all areas of your life. Uh-huh. Is you're there and eventually people start giving you things to do. Yeah. And with this, we learn. You go hang out at practice long enough. But you're going to get a honesty, job. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Everybody, everybody volunteers. It's such a great group. We mm. love the director. That's the thing. It's all volunteers. And so it's, it's an honor yeah. to help. Now, you know, I didn't anticipate being the tail of the dragon. <laughs> but now it's a big joke. It's so, it's, it's going fine, Bill. I'll, well, I'll report back after the weekend. Down there. Okay. But, my arms hurt though. I don't have any upper body strength. Obviously, I'm holding up this dragon with these poles, and I'm like burning. I'm telling the guy in front of me. She's got her hands over her head. The whole know? time I'm yeah. out there, I'm going, "Oh, my arms and, are burning." And anybody who's ever like painted a ceiling Awful. or put up oh, crown molding, you know, you're working with your arms over your head, will know mm. how tired your arms can get. So I kind of feel for. Hey, but hey, I'm on the dragon team. I'm good. Brian all the, texted all those James Henson puppeteers. Yeah, Jim Henson puppeteers. We're the puppeteers. Uh, That's Brian what they're calling us. To the show, Brian says the tale of the dragon sounds like a great movie title. Nice. It sounds like a kung fu movie, or I thought it would be the tale of the dragon sounds like the name of like a like Brian Fantano on Anchorman, like his per, his cologne. His cologne. Brian yeah. Fantana's cologne, yeah. cologne, tale of the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew this would. I knew you would start laughing because it is comical that I'm up there doing that. Sixty-three percent of the time, it, it works every time. <laughs> the tail of the dragon. The tail of the dragon. Oh no, man, I'm so proud of you. Now, Mary Liddy's doing the young Fiona. Yes, right? Mary Liddy, yeah. and she's also a blind mouse, one of the three blind oh, mice, goodness. and yeah. she's also Bart. grumpy. She also oh, plays goodness. grumpy. She plays elf. Lord. Farquaad's dad and comes yeah. out with a really funny line at the end. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this yeah. is this um, segment Lord brought Farquaad. to you. This segment brought to you by Yeah, Tupelo Community Theater and the Tale of the Dragon. TCT and the Tale yeah, of the Dragon. Get your dragon. call and get your tickets now. Available mm-hmm. at Macy's. Did yeah. you put that on the in on the, the fragrances marquee. section? Yeah, yeah. Tale, of the, the tale of the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the marquee. Oh my gosh! The tale of the Dragon. Former oh. queen. <laughs> Washed up. Yeah. Now playing tales. That's it. Tell the dragon. <laughs> so if y'all are listening, get yourself some. And I look, and I know this happens in a lot of communities around the state. You have local theater groups. Yeah. And in lots of you know cities, towns, communities. They're really? Yeah, it's a big deal everywhere. In in theater, a lot of times it's in venues and old theaters that have been there for a long time, and it's fun. The municipalities are keeping them up and. It is just such a neat thing. I have never been exposed to anything like that in my life. You know, it's it's always been either, you know, football, throwing a ball yeah. or, or catching a fish or whatever. But 
to see all of that. And I and I am just amazed. Hit the one here in Tupelo. It's impressive. Well, the most impressive thing is that everybody's doing it voluntarily. Nobody's paid to do any of that. Well, and whether you're watching your child play football or play in the band or whatever it is, when they're happy, you're happy. So we're happy because Mary Lily, she loves it. Right. She loves it. So. Roshana texts the show and says the homecoming queen should write a book called Tale, Tale of the Dragon. Dragon. And it should be a book you. about being a mom, right? Huh? Tale of the Dragon. Tale of the Dragon. Uh, maybe I'll start a podcast. Y'all look for it. Tale of the Dragon. Yeah, and it could we'll be a, there. It could be a, a podcast where two moms um Mom? Yeah, who you get one of your friends? Got another mom? I don't know, Susan. You get Susan involved. How about my sister? You get your sister involved. There you, there you go, Lana Claire. Done. Where two sisters <laughs> talk about oh, uh, life and Hallmark movies, oh, and Matt. the name of it is Tale of the Dragon. <laughs> When's the commercial break? We should be coming up close to one, shouldn't we? <laughs> She's watching the clock. She's pulling a Chris Brooks, Bill. Good timing. Chris used to get, he'd have like five minutes left and he'd be asking Beaver, hey, Beaver, we, how much time's left? Yeah. This <laughs> because this segment went on forever. People that download this part of this show might fast forward. No, they will not. Everybody likes to hear your voice. Well, uh, that's good. Anyway, Roshana said, Tale of the Dragon. Subtitle, Slaying Motherhood. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Roshan is right on. Good job. I like that. I like that a lot. That's great. Ready, Teddy said, you know what makes my hands and arms tired? I know. Eating all them crawfish. I think he's got to do it this weekend. Yeah. Oh, good luck, Ready, Teddy. He's double wide. Double wide. Oh, good luck, Defending double wide. Oh, Ready, Teddy is just talking about it. Yeah. That's right. His nickname's double wide. Yeah, that's right. And it's, I hear that it's appropriate. Y'all stick around. <laughs> <laughs> now back to the guy who loves his banana pudding. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. All right, back with you rolling along here in hour two. Appreciate the homecoming queen stopping by for a little while. Hope y'all enjoyed that. We'll we'll get a chance to have her back soon. Uh Ready Teddy sent videos. <laughs> A.K.A. Double Wide. He'll defend his title. I believe it is this weekend. I'm pretty sure it is. As yeah, the 30th, yeah. I think the crawfish-eating king of where? Mississippi? Man, Jackson. Jackson. Anyway. This man sent us videos of it the last time he I went. I love on. that big crawfish on the back of his coat there. The back of the coat has a big crawfish on it. It says Double Wide on there. And he wears a feather boa. Yeah, and, gla- and sunglasses. But here's the thing about it. The video of him eating these crawfish, he's double wide, but it's double barrel, double fisted. He's eating one yeah. hand, he's using both hands to peel and eat, and it goes with But there's no doubt he has eaten many feathers with that huge feather boa around his neck and hanging down his arms. And I guarantee you he's swallowed yeah. many a feather off of that boa. Yeah, it gets in the way. As fast as he is. He doesn't even notice it, though, I'm sure, as fast as he's going. Look at him. It's incredible. <laughs> I've never seen anybody eat anything that fast. Feather boa. Look at him. There you go. I'm talking. And then who's the challenger? Has anybody? Uh, double wide. Okay, so that was just for fun. Get this. He does not actually compete in the robe and the boa. Oh. Gotcha. That was just him cleaning his plate after he already won the award. Oh. Okay, 
so double wide, has anybody stepped up to the wait for it plate? I <laughs> see what he did there. To challenge you is uh, I'm going to need information on that on what's going on this weekend. And I'm telling you, double wide, I'll tell them where and when, and so people show up. I'll put it out there uh, just for fun. Just for fun, let me uh, pass this along to you. On this day, 1971, the final episode of... Everybody sing along now. You know the word. Everybody sing along. You know how to sing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got a double intro. Sorry, Bill. We, yeah. we tricked hey, you. It's you like, it up, like yeah. church. Green Acres is the place to be. Yes. The chores. The chores. The stores. Fresh air. Times Square. You are my wife. Good night. Good boy, City Life. Green and Cash Wind are there. Bum, bum. Yes. All the music was yes, Arnold yes. Norton in the background. <laughs> yeah, the pig. Arnold the pig. Arnold the pig. Green Acres uh, on the air for six years from 1965 to 71. And the final episode aired on this day. April 27th, 1971. Yeah, here I graduated from high school. An American sitcom starring Eddie Albert and Eva Gabor. At, or is it Ava? Ava. It's spelled with an E. She's but Jaja's sister. Yeah. Ava Gabor is a couple who moved from New York City to a country farm. And some characters. Mr. Haney. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And then, of course, the guy from Mississippi, right? Yeah. Old Eb. Tom Lester. Yeah. So, uh, supporting characters here. Let's see what it says. Uh, Eb Dawson, played by Tom Lester, the amiable, somewhat naive, sarcastic young farmhand to the Douglases. He habitually addresses the Douglases as dad and mom. Yep. <laughs> much, much to Oliver's annoyance. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say dad. He's like, I'm not your dad. <laughs> Later became a sliding pitch man. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> memories. Thought I'd throw that in there. Okay, um, Man. Double Wide says there will be 11 other competitors in the crawfish competition oh, this weekend. They don't stand a chance. I don't think they have a chance. Um, now, MSU 1980, this is pretty interesting. He's Is this a video? He says, Matt, I took this picture. Yeah, they filmed it in, part in his office. Part of from my desk of a scene being filmed in that Bruce Willis movie y'all were talking about. They filmed some of the movie in our office. Ooh, they came out with machine guns. Look at that. He's actually filming it with his cell phone, and it's a scene where guys come running out of what looks like a bank firing machine guns. <laughs> now, yeah. my, my question is, am I going to watch this movie, and if I look close enough through those double glass doors, I'll be able to see MSU 1980 standing there with his standing cell phone, camera. <laughs> filming it with his phone. Because if it's a modern movie, I mean, that would be accurate. Yeah. Right? That'd be real to life. No matter what's going on, somebody's going to be standing there filming it with their phone. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for sending that in. 
All right, uh, y'all can text me on the country please and text line. It's eight eight five ESPN. That's a six zero one number. Eight eight five ESPN. Eight eight five three seven seven six. I think you ought to need to, you ought to come down and do some coverage on that crawfish eating contest. Crawfish thing. Yeah. I'll be at the play. Get get some video. That's right. You'll be. At the <clears throat> but I would love well, to maybe see. Maybe I could stop by and get some on my cell phone if I get a chance. There you go. Just send it to you. Well, you know, judging by these videos that Double Wide sends us, he's got his own per- That's personal right. got somebody doing it, yeah. videographer following him around. He's a big star. Got himself a <laughs> – what was it more bully told us that that Double Wide had that championship belt made in Pakistan? Yeah, in Pakistan, yeah. <laughs> Those guys are nuts, man. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> those guys are nuts. Who are these people that listen to the show? <laughs> yeah, who are they? Now, Patrick texted and said he will be competing. So he's going to be in it also. Uh-oh. We have a little listener competition in the crawfish eating contest. Um, Get some trash talk going here now. We ought to get them to call in. Yeah. Do like those boxers or wrestlers? Or when they do the weigh-in? Or do like a weigh-in? You have them standing nose to nose? (laughs) Phone to phone? Yeah. (laughs) Have them standing nose to nose there and double wide standing there in his sunglasses and his robe and his feathers. (laughs) And then the other guy's trying to keep a straight face and then he sneezes because he's allergic to feathers. That'd be a great scene, wouldn't it? I saw a deal recently where Mike Leach, a head football coach at State, went to a big crawfish deal in Starkville and apparently loved it. And, you know, the guy has spent time all over the place, including Valdosta, Georgia, Lexington, Kentucky, you know, uh, early in his career. Obviously out in Texas, Lubbock, Texas, Pullman, Washington. So I'm I'm assuming prior – oh, and then, of course, lives in Key West, Florida – so I'm assuming that for Coach Leach, prior to being at Mississippi State, he has encountered crawfish boils at one time or another, I would think. So I wouldn't think this would be his first one. But he he tweeted about how much he enjoyed it. The, and there's the, no candy corn to be found. Yeah, no candy corn. He, he doesn't like candy. But he likes gummy bears. Speaking of, oh, yeah. I don't know how – but today on the National Day calendar, Bill, today Uh-oh. is National Gummy Bear Day. Oh, I had a feeling. Yep. Remember Mike Leach's whole thing about the gummy bears and the candy? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. He even had like there was a certain brand of uh, gummy Airbow, bear that Airbo, yeah, Airbo. He he Airbo, he, yeah. he pointed them out. He called Aero, them out. Airbo. That's what. <laughs> yeah, he, that's right. He was not at all into uh, candy corn at all, and he let everybody. Oh, he don't like candy corn. You know, and that was the thing back. That was right after. That was the interview. After they had beaten Vanderbilt, and it's on the field, and it happened to be Halloween, and so they came and started asking him these questions, I guess because they knew, okay, he's won, so he'll entertain these questions or whatever. And it sort of took on a life of its own. And Bill, they told me, some of the people at State told me that after he did that, you know, the, the answer about all the different kinds of candy that he liked, that boxes of candy started showing up to the office. People were sending it to him. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling it might. And then it sort of got out of hand. This is what he said. This we talked about on the broadcast how you hate candy corn. What's your like favorite Halloween? Candy corn. 
I mean, I completely hate candy corn. Uh, uh, when I was a kid, well, gummy bears, let's see. Uh, gummy bears for sure. Sour or regular? Uh, um, the, the, the hair bow. It's got to be the hair bow ones. And then uh, the other thing I like is uh, is when they used to have the, the uh, sprees in a box. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> sprees in a box. Sprees in a box. I, you know, and the, you know what's interesting about that is he gets a question. It's about candy corn, but then he goes into gummy bears, and then on cue could actually recall the brand name of the gummy bears. Yep, and that was that was pretty, that was pretty impressive. Probably could have gone on another fifteen minutes with the candy <laughs> if they'd let him. If they'd let him do it, you know. And some people, there's a few fans out there who are like. Ah man, I want I don't want my coach talking about candy and gummy bears. I want to be more serious than that. You know, I'm thinking, come on, man. You know, you're just looking for things to complain about. Anywho, happy National Gummy Bear Day. Mary Liddy likes the sour gummy bears. Oh yeah, they're good. Yeah, she, that's what she likes. Sour patch kids and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Rolling along with you, got a little bit of time left. And that's good. We'll get into some stuff we come back in just a bit in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Show. The guy who, if he's not talking sports, hey, he's fishing for bass, okay? But he's right here right now. Back with you. Here we go. A little bit of time left. Well, we got about 10 minutes together. Great. Plenty of time for a couple of stories that we'll just cover them real quick. Make sure we are all aware. Kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. Houston, Texas. And this will be a blast from the past. We are here on Wednesday, the day before the NFL draft is going to begin tomorrow. We expect on day one to hear Charles Cross get his name called early in the draft, maybe in the first 15 or so picks. We'll see. And um, possibly Matt Corral, quarterback Ole Miss, maybe even on day one. Um, Day two, you could see Corral. You could see Martin Emerson out of state. And... uh, some other names in the draft. But here we are, the day before it's going to begin. And this story says this. Texans, Houston Texans left tackle Laramie Tunsil tweeted that he's moving past his draft night incident by minting a non-fungible token, an NFT, of his infamous gas mask video. You know, just before the start of the draft, 2016, a video of him smoking marijuana out of a gas mask was posted on his Twitter account. Tunsil, who was projected as the draft's top offensive tackle, slid down the draft board and was eventually drafted by the Dolphins with the 13th pick. He later told NFL Network draft analyst Deion Sanders that his Twitter account had been hacked. 
Now, Tunsil tweeted that a portion of the proceeds from this one-of-one one NFT, non-fungible token, it's like a digital baseball card, will benefit the Last Prisoner Project, which supports those incarcerated for cannabis offenses. He tweeted, I'm looking toward and excited for the future and am grateful for all of those that supported me on my draft night and those that have and will continue to support my journey. Tunsil tweeted. Traded to the Houston Texans in August of 2019 in exchange for a package that included two first-round picks. In 2020, he signed a three-year, $66 million extension with the Texans that included $50 million guaranteed. So the the lot. Let me get the logic here. Let me get the logic. Hang on. Let me, let me grasp the logic. He's moving past his draft night incident by making an NFT out of it and selling it one night before the draft. Mm-hmm. Y'all get that? I'm going to move past the draft forward. I'm moving forward from the draft night incident. Marijuana gas mask. And the way I'm going to move forward <laughs> past it is by selling a non-fungible token that commemorates it. And some of the proceeds support those incarcerated for cannabis offenses called the Last Prisoner Project. Thought I'd pass that along to you. Here's another one. Let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum here, shall we? State of Washington. <clears throat> Football coach being fought over in the Supreme Court for praying on the field after a game. And this uh, football coach, former Bremerton High School assistant football coach, Joseph Kennedy, says uh, that all he wanted was to connect with young people by coaching football and to connect with God by saying a brief midfield prayer after each game. Kennedy told ESPN, I'd take a knee and thank God for what the guys just did and the opportunity to be a coach. I wanted to hang out with my players and develop these young men. Yet, the 52-year-old finds himself out of coaching and he's in the middle of a big legal battle ignited when he insisted on taking a knee at midfield to pray after games, often with students. Bremerton Public Schools officials removed him from his job in 2015, seven years ago, and he refused to stop his on-field prayer, so they removed him. They said, stop doing it. He says, no, you're fired. They said that violated the Constitution's 
prohibition against government endorsement of religion. Got it? Got it? Now, it might be another debate that if your boss or your uh, superior says to you, hey, you're doing this, but you get, I want you to stop. Well, if they're your boss or your superior, you might have to stop, right or wrong. But he refused to stop. They fired him. Now, Rachel Laser, president and CEO of something called Americans United for Separation of Church and State. She's representing the school board. Said this, the coach is a mixture of fear and awe. And you want in with the coach. You want playing time. You don't want the bench. And she said, it is a slippery slope to religion being used to discriminate and exclude. Kennedy sued, and over the past seven years, his case was wound around here and there from, it says here, this blue-collar military town across the Puget Sound from Seattle to the U.S. Supreme Court. The case thrust Kennedy, a former Marine who only reluctantly signed on to help coach a mediocre high school football team, into what legal analysts see as potentially one of the most consequential cases in recent years, testing the separation of church and state. And the question that's before the court is whether Kennedy, this coach's on-field prayers are protected by the First Amendment's guarantee of religious liberty or whether they violate the First Amendment by promoting his religion. You see the difference in the language right there? I've read about this. I'm, I'm kind of getting off the details here now, but I've read about this, and it seems to me that's the hinge. That's where one thinks we can get him, and that's where the other one thinks, well, maybe not. Whether or not, when he says we're going to, I want my team to pray at midfield after the game, school says stop it. He says no. They say you're fired. Whether or not his on-field prayers are either a, protected by the First Amendment's guarantee of religious liberty, or B, they violate the First Amendment by promoting the religion. So, um, the justices heard uh, oral arguments, uh, arguments on Monday. They will issue an opinion by late June. And you can see more about it there. You know what's out there. That is out there. Hmm. And really you could. Yeah, you could have an hour, two, three-hour discussion about, okay. You know, and, and, and from my perspective, even biblically, if a boss or a superior says, hey, stop, should you stop? <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a different discussion. But on the basis of right and wrong, 
there really is no argument, period, end of story, on the basis of right and wrong. I guess maybe it's a requirement. You can't require anybody to do anything, including pray. But you can certainly invite them, and you can certainly lead them. And in the United States of America, you can certainly lead them anywhere. At least that's how I see it. <laughs> Somebody texted and said, we should be buying NFTs to help the Washington coach rather than Tunsil. <laughs> that might be a pretty decent way uh, to look at it. Hey, and speaking of the draft, you know, one thing that I haven't looked ahead is to see exactly what time it's going to start. Now, I'm assuming it's just a, a primetime deal where most likely you're going to have, what, uh, about an hour lead up and then the draft will start around 7 o'clock, something like that? I mean, that's what I would think. See, ESPN is saying 7 Central, 8 Eastern Tomorrow night, Thursday night, and that'll be their coverage. But what I don't know is if the first pick's going to be made shortly after 7 o'clock Central or if it'll take about an hour, <laughs> right? I guess we'll all have to just turn it on tomorrow night and see. And we'll preview the draft some tomorrow uh, as well. Look ahead to the baseball weekend, too. I appreciate y'all tuning in today. I'm Matt in the Bureau. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. See ya!